I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good evening, Matthew. Good evening. Welcome to the evening news. Uh, let's see here. It's December. What? What's the date? Thirteenth. December thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. We're all gonna die. It is Friday the thirteenth. I have a black cat. You figure it out. Uh, so in this situation, does the cat offer any protection, or is it worse? Like I feel like it would be. I'm not better. sure. Not sure. Not sure. I don't know the voodoo magic of which that cat works with. I just know I didn't, you know, get hit by a bus yet today. Two hours to go. There's a chance, but so There's far it's chance. been fine. Bus just like comes to the wall on the second story. Just somehow found a ramp outside the house and just whoo. We got a lot more problems if that happens, though. True. Um, like this podcast not happening. Exactly. This is a podcast. Gamers 2 podcast. December 13th. And if you clicked on this this episode because you saw the title was Nintendo... Uh, direct recap or Sony State of Play recap or the Game Awards recap, don't worry, we'll get there. Eventually. But there's going to be some talk beforehand. We'll just get to the news in a bit. Um, I don't want to have you clickbaited, you know. Let's see here. Uh, so what have you been doing the last seven days, Matt? Uh, nothing exciting, really. I mean, playing the Outer Worlds, uh, chipping through it. Um, watching the normal, you know, baseball anime, and then uh, watched another episode of Greatest Events of World War II in Color, which was the Battle of Britain. Um, and that's really it. I mean, I downloaded some stuff with the intention of playing it, but I never actually got around to it, which was... They finally finished Black Mesa, which is the remake of original Half-Life. They finally added Zen, which is the last level, but wasn't their original content. Not a part of the original game. Okay. Uh, So I downloaded that, and um, there was something else, but I don't remember what it was. I randomly, someone gifted me uh, State of Decay on Steam. So okay, uh, maybe I'll play that at some point. Sure, and I mean, uh, could just play it on Game Pass, but yeah, could have, I guess, yeah. And then you can play State of Decay two on Game Pass. True. 
That's it, though. That's it. I mean, Reach still doesn't work on Game Pass, so I got that going for me. <laughs> I mean, we're chugging, we're chugging right along with that not working? Yep. Nothing's changed there. Uh, yeah. Computer upgrade's probably happening very, very soon. Had to buy a new RAM. I don't know if I told you that. I think I did. I think you had told me that was your first piece going towards the upgrade, but not that you had to. I bought the RAM. Right. Tested the RAM. Oh, did not pass the test. Oh. Or had to return it because it made my system uh, blue screen. Uh, oh. Uh, at, at least it would, it would, if I was lucky, I'd get a minute before it would blue screen every single time. And I tried like, you know, I did the normals, the, you know, tried the XMP profile, tried up in the voltage a little bit. I couldn't even get to the point to run Memtest off of like a flash drive. So I was just like, all right, this stuff's shit. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> so I, I sent it back, and Newegg didn't give me any hassle. They took it and gave me my money back. And um, uh, another kit went on sale, and uh, Samantha ordered it for a Christmas, as a Christmas present. So we'll do it all over again. I'm glad I tested it, though, because normally I don't do that. Normally I just like throw it in the corner and let right. it sit there. Yeah. Until it's ready, but I was like, ah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna put this in the system and see what it see what it's got, and it ain't got. It ain't got. got, they got, it ain't got. <laughs> so ain't got a whole lot. Yeah. The uh, yeah, yeah. That's about it. I mean, the only thing is, you know, once again, really impressed with how how well the Outer Worlds runs, and up until that one moment, yeah, that one weird moment when you're at the house, that was fun. That's because I was there, though. It could be. That was just weird. I don't know. Maybe weird, weird things start happening when I get around you, Matt. I'm just we're like we're like the movie Hancock. I'm wondering if I closed the game like instinctively and just don't remember. No, doing it was it. open. I'm pretty but... sure. It was, I'm pretty positive it was open, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got. But we're basically the movie Hancock. Could be. Yeah. Like you know, we the closer close. closer yeah. we get, the the weirder ex- shit gets. Yeah. So like they cause tornadoes and stuff. We give each other gas. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Like something, that's, that's some the, chemical reaction happens inside my body where my body just starts like it's creating our, it, the. I don't know if it's a defense mechanism that it we could feel be. threatened by each other. It could be. It is could it? just. You know what it is? It's like it's it's a psychological like PTSD, <laughs> and it's just the body's like, oh my god, we gotta start producing. Like we gotta d- defend our fucking honor here yeah all from those scan thursdays where i would just show up in the morning and gas out a, <laughs> a stock room <laughs> it's always been that way though since ever since like those types of situations where it was just us like in close quarters having to do work or whatever yeah or even just hanging out now every time we end up gassy doesn't matter yeah I was, yeah. we were normally we joked that it was in my house, right? My mm-hmm. house had some curse. Go to your house for the game awards, boom, gas ridden. Yeah, happen. That happened. Like to the point of you know, Matt lets one go and then looks and he's like, We need to light that candle. <laughs> Samantha walks in to light the candle and she's like immediately just was like, Oh my god. Yeah, she walked in and handed me the lighter because <laughs> I was already shoved my face in the unlit candle just to protect myself. Uh. My version of a gas mask. Oh yeah, good times. Yeah, they were they were great. All right, so what you got going on? I wouldn't take any of them ever back, other than uh, watching the game awards. I guess I got some stuff going on, Matt. All right, 
my wife left me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have one of those episodes at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sleeping on the couch. Yeah, I'll be like, Max kicked me out of the bed. I'm sleeping on the couch. Because there's never going to be a woman involved in this episode if you're talking to me. Hey, zing, zing, joke, jokes. Um, The things I've been doing, though. So I finished Star Wars. The glorious, glorious Star Wars. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it's done. I'm happy to have completed it. It's one that I'm actually happy to have finished. It wasn't... It didn't... uh, hurt me as bad it can't hurt you it didn't hurt me as bad as battlefront 2 where i got to that point and went i'm not playing this anymore yeah i already am so annoyed because that moment didn't happen until right at the end of the game when i'm not gonna get into spoilers because you know if people want to play the game or anything but you get to the end of the game and you go through this really sweet sequence and you're like all right this is gonna be really you're Building to, oh, God, now I'm in the hiccup phase. You're building to the, like, a really good conclusion of a game. A good, you know, put the bow on top, and then boom, there you go. There's been a lot of problems, and this box shakes, and it sounds like there's broken parts in it, but we put the bow on top. And instead, what they did is they used a pile of shit to seal the box. It didn't tell you, because right as they were tying the bow... Somebody went, oh, look at that, and then they shit on it. Because <laughs> right at the very end, it just disappointed the hell out of me. Really, really cool sequence. Ruined in 30 seconds. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, definitely play it, I think, maybe. If you're a Star Wars fan, to, the, to take your own level of fandom into account, I guess. Whether you just like watching... You know Star Wars, or you're obsessed, as like the three levels. If you just like Star Wars, and then you kind of like a Dark Souls-y type combat stuff, you're all good. Yeah. If you know Star Wars in that middle thing, you're going to figure out what's happening real quick and be yeah. able to see what you're doing. And if you're obsessed, you're going to see a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? You're probably better off watching someone play generally on Twitch or something like that, and then maybe watching the cutscenes. And then I mean, going and getting a different game and playing a better game and playing that. Like the game of the year, Sakura? Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's it's one where it's... I think it's worth playing. Like, it's not a six or something like that. Um, but it's... There's just some stuff lacking to the point where I was watching uh, Shroud play for his first time through. And he was getting super frustrating during some of the fights. I was like, oh my god, thank you. I'm not alone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not bad yeah. at video games. There's it like lacks a certain level of polish that that type of that game I, needs. That at that point, I think a three month delay could have helped them. Yeah, for sure. Like I, they're they're mm. right at the end. It's just damn, you needed a little bit more. I'm wondering if they were trying to make it for the end of the year game, like game awards and stuff. Yeah, but I feel like that deadline would have been out way before. Like yeah. they should have known that deadline. I don't know because because if you didn't that if the you deadline didn't, was if probably, you didn't know the deadline that's one thing but if you did know the deadline that's even worse because you still missed. I mean, realistically, it all probably comes down to like when everything else was releasing, and because yeah. they probably had to have it out at least a month before the movie. The movie, yeah, 
Because you know EA themselves almost never release anything in December anyway. Yeah. Because they want in before Black Friday. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's one thing I played. Other things I've played, I played a little Alteric Valley, the PvP battleground inside of World of Warcraft Classic, because that update's now out. Okay. When I say I played a little bit, played like three matches. I was like, okay, cool. That's a little bit. That's a little bit. Uh, it'll be more fun when maybe I have like Todd in there or somebody. Because just running around without a healer, like, yeah, I can 1v1 some people, but other people actually are specced for PvP. I was just like, I kind of want to go hang out. Wee! So it wasn't, you know. Yeah. I get some kills, but it wasn't anything. Yeah. You might, you might. It wasn't anything to write home about. You might scrape through a kill. You might get shit stomped. Right, right, right. And then if I end up in the wrong, you know, the wrong neighborhood, yeah, six people walked up and killed me. And I'm like, all right, well, that was <laughs> wrong idea. Um, so I did a little bit of that. I played a little bit of, uh. I gotta think here. Hold on. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mention that yet. Did I play anything else? How might not have? Uh oh, Nate's blanking. It's cool. I mean, nothing else. Switch, I started right? playing. I started playing a little bit of the uh, of out of the park baseball. And the only reason I started playing a little out of the park baseball is they came. There was a mode called Perfect Team, which is like their ultimate team. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it allows you, you're building uh, a team from, out of baseball cards. Okay. Uh, but years, you can use old cards, like, to a, a very similar to what's happening on uh, the show, because I've been playing the show as well, obviously. Uh, but that's just a simulation. Like, I'm not actually playing anything. I'm just kind of putting a team together. And yeah. It just, even though it's not open right now, it's simulating constantly. So I'm potentially gaining currency to buy card packs and everything just on its own where I don't have to actually do anything with it. It's not like I have to leave it running like Black Desert. Yeah. Interesting. So it was just a cool little... I was looking through some people or some stuff, and I was like, I'll try it. I'll give it a little shot. Whether my EA is going to run out on December 21st, and I've, that's when I'm using it, is to play that right now. Mm-hmm. But when it runs out, I'm probably not going to buy it or anything. I'm just That'll be the end. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little fun... You know, fun car baseball thing because the winter meetings happened, and my veins, Matt. Yeah, I can't fit more baseball I don't heroin know. in my veins. I mean, we probably I should probably shouldn't ask this because we have so much stuff to cover. And in what are the winter meetings? The winter meetings are e- the easy way to sum them up. The MLB like front offices and player agents and whatever descend on San Diego. So they can all talk in person if they want to and everything to decide like free agent signings or mm-hmm. trades or anything like that. So it's just like a four day event where they can all get together in person guaranteed for the most part. Like, yeah, we're all going to be there rather than, all right, let's all fly around the country and everything like that. My, my context for the winter meetings is the video that John boy posted of escalators of him basically running around with Jake throwing shirts at people. Oh, there's another one of <laughs> uh, of his escalator adventures of them just going up and down the escalators to the lobbies. I'm wondering if like he doesn't like if all of his videos aren't getting posted to his YouTube because I haven't seen that one and I don't think it's that one was on Twitter. Okay, that's why I think he's got stuff on his going on his Instagram too and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so. good old John Boy. Yeah, represent John Boy. I gotta get me a uh, a shirt for next year. I think. Yeah, he's got a whole lineup now. I got I gotta find one that I like though. Like I love the Houston Trash Tros design. Have you seen that one? I have not. It's a trash can, <laughs> and it has Houston's logo on it, and it says Houston Trastros. 
because of the whole scandal and everything. Uh, I love those type of shirts, but I think I just want one. I just want your typical John Boy Media shirt. Just yeah, keep it class, keep it plain, keep it simple. Just get like a John Boy baseball cap. No, I don't know. We'll see. Something, something. John Boy is about to show up. Okay, fanboying out a little bit. But what I've been playing, and then I'm I'm gonna go in back to uh well not really back to John Boy for watching, but I'm gonna go into another baseball rabbit hole. Okay, of watching things. Um, I've been playing the football manager. Yeah, that's that's a given. We've made it through one season. Okay. And when I say we, I mean Kenny made it through one season. And when I say that, I mean I got fired three games before the end of the season. Wow. That's a first, yeah. right? That is a first. That is a first that I can remember that we've officially had a firing. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, Did it come out of nowhere or were they just like, get the fuck out, bro? So they gave me a warning. And I, I'd have to – this is the part I was talking to him about um, – I'd have to restart a save with Menu to see what they gave me for qualifications in the first year for like what we want you to do. Mm-hmm. Because I was still on track, for, I thought, for what they wanted. Like, yeah, the team wasn't performing as good as it potentially could have, but I was still on track for everything they were looking for, I thought. And then at one point they came to me and they said, we want you to get eight points out of the next five games. You get three points for a win, one point for a tie, you lose, you get no points. Mm-hmm. And I got seven out of the next five. And then they fired me immediately. That's, like, harsh, I feel like. Yeah. So, I, I mean, if they're like, we want you to get eight, you get seven. Like, that's pretty fucking close. Like, yeah, so I got fired. Um, Then it became job hunting time. So other managers got fired. I tried to get into some other clubs. A couple of them were like, we don't even know who you are. <laughs> which is fair uh a couple of them were like uh you don't have any uh, hardware yet like you haven't achieved any trophies so we're not really interested in talking to you and i understandable because i was going to try to go i was trying to go from like manchester united to juventus like it's almost trying to get an upgrade of clubs almost mm-hmm. and they're like you don't have any silverware so we're not really interested uh so then i tried i was like all right i'll go for like a, some lower tiers like just Instead of the cream of the crop, I'll go for like A minus teams. And I got an interview with a B team or like a B level team, probably. And in the interview, they're like, What do, do you think this transfer budget is enough for you to do what we've like asked if you would to come on with us? I was like, No, I need more. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't probably need much more, but I need more than for what you guys are asking. Because I looked at their roster beforehand. I was like, There's nobody on this roster. Like, I just. I'm going to need some money to like fix what you guys want and then give it like a, a week of game time or whatever. And they're like, ah, we want somebody else. I was like, all right, well, I don't have that job. Uh, so we're officially at September 10th, I think. So we're almost a month into the season at this point. Mm-hmm. And somebody in the, and I have not been able to get a job. Uh, <laughs> and somebody in the, the second league of England, the sky championship mm-hmm. uh, fired their manager and then they came to me and they're like, do you want to manage? A, do you, would you come in for an interview? So I went for the interview, went through the stuff, and that's now who I am managing. Okay. So you did get a team, a club. So I'm back on a team, but that's what's going to happen tonight is 
I now need to spend like the hour to hour and a half. What am I doing here? <laughs> because it's it. I've never started like this. Uh-huh. I've never started on this meteoric team that I'm trying to get a promotion to the big league. Like the whole thing is a is a different adventure that neither of us have ever taken on. So how's what's Kenny standing? Oh, he's still he's still fine. He's good. He's just yeah. doing chugging along. Yeah. And man, he was doing better than ever once they fired me. So that's gotta hurt. It it doesn't doesn't. <clears throat> I've trashed them in interviews because there's like there's dialogue options you can choose, and then sometimes they'll let you type in a comment. And so I'll say one of the things, but I'll type in like, I really don't understand why the hell they fired me. I still had them in all their qualifications. Piss off. <laughs> But huh. it's not like you see that pop up or yeah. anything. But it's just like I just say it because I'm like, ah. huh? It's my way to vent. Interesting. So are, uh, are you trying to? Get, is the ultimate plan to go to get back in into Man U or yes. is this okay? Yeah, yeah, my ultimate plan would be to be able to take over Man U again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't probably. I I don't think I could do the like I want to take revenge on Man U. Mm-hmm. Though I almost did become Man City's manager at one point uh, because they fired theirs. <laughs> so I was like, "Ooh, I'll apply to that. That'd be really funny." Yeah. Uh, but no, that I don't know that I could take that one. Originally, I wanted to get into a different league. I either wanted to go to Italy, Germany, or France mm-hmm. and pick up a team there and try to do something there, do something completely different. Yeah. Uh, but clearly that didn't work out. So I'm going to try to run with this team as long as I can and then look for another job in the summer. Because I'm hired. These guys hired me for two years. But at the end of the year, I might just see if anybody else gets fired and just kind of like, I'll try to get an upgrade if I do well enough. Like, yeah. obviously, if I just continue to tarnish my reputation, who gives a shit? I'm going to go coach in the MLS. Woo! This is, uh, this is fascinating, this uh, turn of events. It's something. It's something. It's the first time uh, we've ever had to go through it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think I could technically cheat, uh, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I think there's a way I could add a new head coach to the game instead of using me and just name him Kate Nillian or something like that, like his evil twin. Then just retake over Man U as him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I could do that without using the in-game editor because there's an option when you sometimes when you load into a game where it says add new head coach. Mm-hmm. I could just do that, but that's just not the same. Yeah. It's not me anymore. Yeah. That's my evil twin, Kate Nillian. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually – I that would be really funny to do if I played him like a true evil twin, like exact opposite of what I would do. Mm-hmm. Can you just Kate put, Nillian. Could you make them a CPU controlled head coach? Uh, I probably could if I like. I don't know. I'd have to look at how to actually if if I could even do it in the first place. That I'm thinking about it. Yeah. But either way, yeah, I got fired. All right, there but you I go. Have a jo- but I have a job again. But I did get fired. All right, that's fair. Things happen. Things. That, that was the thing. I was like, do happen. Uh, sometimes before Kenny's bought the, um, the in-game editor which helped us a lot the one time when we lost our save. So when we went back in for the next save, we could actually just make the roster changes we needed to that we had. Yeah. But for for this, or this year, he's like, I didn't buy it. So he's like, if you really want to get back at Man U, you can just Venmo me the money and I'll buy it and yeah. I'll put you back on there. I was like, 
it doesn't seem that's not the right. That's not it's not the good sport of things. Yeah. Uh, and then the other problem too is obviously when you put like God power in in your hands, you're really tempted every time something goes wrong, just to fix it. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's like when you everybody's getting unhappy with me. Morale change. Everybody's positive, and then boom, everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, it's all good, all good. You go. You have the one. You know the one meeting where they're. Like, Screw you, man. I don't want to play for you anymore. You're the best coach I've ever had. Let's go on. <laughs> uh, so yeah. All yeah. Right. yeah. Well, it's a new a new goal. It's a it's a very it's a not only a new goal, it's a very new experience. So I'm kinda I'm kinda looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be different. And I'm looking forward to it that it's me going through it and not Kenny. Because mm-hmm. I think Kenny would rip his hair out. He already rips his hair out sometimes when he's playing his arsenal. Hmm. This team's going to be way worse. 100% is going to be way worse. So I'm expecting that. But I'm going to be like, okay, just kind of figure some stuff out, see what's happening. And now that I'm not directly competing with him, we can definitely help each other mm. with like ideas. But when we were in the same league before, we're playing against each other. Yeah. We'd be like, we'd watch, and I beat him twice. At uh-huh. the end of, I beat, before I got fired, I beat him twice. <laughs> and they still fired me. But I beat him twice. But both times, he's like, as you were kind of in that skid, I knew you were about to play me. And I was like, I'm not telling him anything. I don't want, yeah, you know, I'm not going to give him a hand right before he plays me. And then I beat him. But that wasn't the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was going through a skid right before I played him. I was like, I don't understand. But, yeah, you know, that's what it is. It happens. Interesting game, for sure. So things, Matt, that I have been watching... Been watching winter meetings. Been watching the John Boys. Been watching, uh, more listening to John Boy. Really, doing started doing interviews in the off season now. Trevor Ploof, the Ploof, has mm. been on. What's uh, he put him on a uh, podcast service or? Yeah, usually he runs them as an episode of Talking Baseball. Uh, okay. Uh, I think Phil Hughes is supposed to be in one now, and that's a great segue into talking about Phil Hughes. Phil Hughes, uh, at one point was a Yankees pitcher. Then went to the, was also a Twins pitcher and a few other things. Phil Hughes now has a YouTube channel as well. And I'm all about this. I don't know if you've seen it because there's a few baseball players. There's other people too that have started the F1 guys are streaming on Twitch too yeah. sometimes. That has now started to become more a thing. YouTube, Twitch, and whatever. Yeah. Basketball players do it. Football players do it. Uh, Phil Hughes, who's not pitching anymore has started doing card openings called Phil. The YouTube channel is called Phil Pol, Phil's Polls. Mm-hmm. And he's doing uh, like card openings. Yeah. Baseball cards, basketball cards, Pokemon cards. His Twitter's got him playing the new Pokemon game. He's shiny hunting in the Pokemon game. Phil Hughes is what I wanted to do as a kid. I want to go play for the Yankees. And then I want to hang around opening baseball cards and Pokemon cards. Okay. <laughs> and so that brings me to you saw the baseball cards downstairs. I did. I had the itch. And you went for it. And so I had to just, I had to open. I didn't pull anything like dramatic or anything, but it was nice just to kind of like look through and be like, oh yeah, man, these are, these are awesome. Cause I still yeah. have, I have a ton of baseball cards upstairs. Yeah. But it's a bunch of people that for the most part, I don't know. Like, so, except for like the really popular people, those are all old cards. These I will, are all the nice new. I'm like, oh, 
I know this random third string outfielder from the Orioles. Hell yeah. Okay. From an outsider's perspective, I will say that the card game, the baseball card, the football card, the card game, the sports card game, coming back hard. Yeah. yeah, Coming back real hard. Like, you know, I've worked in retail for a very long time. And the past... Don't brag about it. (laughs) The past year or two... It's been all about them, them sports cards. Yeah, so it's been a, uh, it's a good thing my lunch is always at Price Chopper, and I don't walk past aisle 17. I say aisle 17, or checkout 17, because checkout 17, usually in a Walmart, is your card game aisle. Yeah. It's your card game checkout. It's also where the smokes are. It's usually always the one if you go at, you know, midnight, that's the one that's open. But that... I, that checkout order doesn't exist in a price chopper, and it doesn't target. You know exactly where the wall is. Yep. But like those walls don't exist there. Otherwise, I would probably be buying a pack like every day, just like just a random little booster pack, like four dollars, and be like, "Ooh, I wonder what's in here." Yay, fun. But it it now has kind of struck that chord a little bit, where I don't know if I could if I could let myself be seen buying Pokemon cards. But I would, Pokemon cards. But I would definitely. Like, if you were cashing out, there's just a certain stigma that comes with it. You would think. Age. So, let me tell you what. Okay. You tell you, me what. You think, all right, so when you say, oh, this dude's going to buy Pokemon cards, you have an image in your head of who that dude is. So, here's the thing. I know better, but that's not my discussion. I know, I'm but saying, what I'm saying is. I'm saying cute girl on checkout stand 13 is going to be like, the fuck's this guy doing? What I'm saying is, though, that nine times out of ten now. The dude walking up to buy the Pokemon cards, who's looking at the Pokemon cards and grabbing Pokemon cards, is the motherfucker who clearly is like a lawyer, a car salesman, or whatever, who's wearing like the nice suit. He's a card collector. The fucking shined up shoes, the slick back hair, you know, the fucking $5,000 Rolex Datejust. You know, like this dude, I'm every time I'm like, Look at look at this motherfucker. Look at this motherfucker over here looking at Pokemon cards. Every time. <laughs> and then it comes back to I, I wish uh like Dewey's the perfect example, right? Mm-hmm. When Dewey and I go to PAX, we always joke like, dude, we should just buy some Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. Be hysterical right now. But we never bring ourselves to do it. And I think I'm just I think I'm just chopping him down a little bit every year. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm not gonna do it alone. Because if we do it there, we're going to basically be buying starter packs, probably not boosters. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, no, I'm not just going to buy a starter pack and just sit around twiddling my thumbs. Like, I'm buying a starter pack because I want to play you. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. Baseball cards, you just get to collect, look at, cool. Yeah, there's some trading or selling or whatever, but well, obviously they're selling, but there's like some trading. But like the Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh ones are actually a game. Like, they're yeah. actually a card. You game. can play something. But yeah, no. Phil Hughes has got me back into just looking at baseball cards, man. To the point where I have I've almost gone upstairs and pulled out my cards. The problem with those is I think they're so old and probably not correctly kept for some of them that if I was to pull them out of those card sleeves that you're going to get that nice, like, as you move them, mm-hmm. they're probably going to be terrible. <laughs> you never know. Then, then again, also, a ton of them up there might not be worth a damn of keeping, and I could probably just whittle it all down to the stack like this big of like, I know these players. Okay, cool. So a little, let me, little, we don't have the time, but a little story time. 
<laughs> we don't have the time. We're going to do it anyway. Um, my parents, you know, divorced at when I was young. And I was don't essentially raised <laughs> by a, another gentleman that was with my mom for a very long time. He was a uh, former executive at a uh, metal company out of Ohio. And what's up? The state. Yes. I, and, I don't know if there's another option, but you know. And uh, he was a collector of things. Oh, oh, just just things in general. Certain things, like oh. he he had a very extensive Hess truck collection. Oh, okay. I know he had a people. very extensive like Franklin Mint cars. I don't know if you've ever seen those. The Franklin Mint cars I are a couple so. hundred dollars. Is, is the to, like Franklin this like the stamp logo? Is it at a slant? I don't know. I couldn't remember. I, I, might, I just remember I the cars being. Like they were, I mean, each one was a couple hundred dollars, so they're like obscenely Ooh, uh, detailed. But not have seen those ones then. He also unless was we, unless we were at a certain show in Union Station, and or uh, at the showroom over in New Hartford. Yeah, he was an older gentleman too. So for reference, I'm 31, and when I was a preteen, he was in his 50s. Okay, so older guy. And he had a baseball collection, baseball card collection from when he was a little kid. And at the time, it didn't really mean anything to me because, like, I was young and I didn't follow baseball. Oh, you are not going to tell me something I want to hear, are you? You are not going to like this. I always thought it was weird because he kept the cards in a safety deposit box at the bank. And when I say cards, I mean, like... Like a fucking duffel bag of cards. And I remember one time he... I'm already like twitching. (laughs) One time he brought them home and he was like, you know, going through them. And he was like, basically, you know, he'd be like, oh, look, you know, like these these are worth a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know, here's... I got three uh, Mickey Mantle rookie cards right here. Like... He's got like, it, it's like, now I know what they are and what they're worth. And I'm like, he had probably like $100,000 in baseball cards just That's sitting in. they were in a safety deposit <laughs> box. Yeah. So I, you know, just something to appreciate my, my stupidity, not really stupid, naivety, I guess, of the, okay, of the that's situation. Not, okay. Okay. I'm not anywhere near as worried anywhere anymore. That's fine. That oh, story's or fine. you thought you were going to get destroyed or something? Yeah, if you were ending the story with, so I was just like playing with them. I would just bend them around and stuff. <laughs> I I'd lit them like, on fire and threw them in the dumpster. Yeah, I, I thought was, you were going to yeah. say like, and then you bent one on a corner or something. And I've been like, oh, I backhanded oh, no. you straight across the room through a window. No, that was uh, it. Was interesting though, because like you know, um, looking back at it now and knowing like a couple of different cards he had, I'm like. That's really like interesting, like you know that I held a card that's worth like twenty thousand dollars in my hands, you know, yeah, there's a reason you can send cards to get graded mm-hmm. and everything, like it's the same thing you know you send comic books to get graded and stuff like that, yeah, too. Um, but uh Phil Hughes on his Twitter has linked to like a couple sites that he uses for um that have like categorization stuff. Of just like, oh, this whole collection, here's a, a checklist for this collection if you're trying to complete this collection. So you can just download the, the you know, like Excel spreadsheet and just kind of mark off which ones you have. That's so what you're cool. looking for. And they have almost, every, I think they have, I don't remember the name of the site, but I think they have every collection from, that was released in like 2019 in baseball. Mm-hmm. Then 2018 in baseball. So like they have everything you're there so you can know what you're doing. Um, and 
I just was like, oh my God, this is so much. And I don't understand some of the, he's like, oh yeah, we're doing these breaks. I'm like, what the hell is a break? But then he pulls out these cards and he's like, yeah, I pulled this sign, so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, See, the itch. The itch is there. It's yeah. real life loot boxes. What's real life loot boxes. What's interesting about it though is like the barrier, I mean, you could the barrier, probably. The barrier entry is technically none. Yeah, like you could probably pull it's like. money. If you wanted to, though, like say you're like, I want to start collecting baseball cards again, you could probably get like the whole 2018 collection, like all the newer collections for like little to nothing. You know what I mean? Like just by going on. So yes and no. Yeah, you might be able to get like the basic cards. Mm -hmm. But when I say the 2018 collection, I'm talking the 2018 whatever series collection. So like say the 2018 tops series two collection yeah. and then there's series one there's series three or whatever so do they the series two collection right so you'll have all the players in the major leagues or however yeah. many have cards then you'll have in that same collection you'll have autograph versions you'll have holograph autograph versions like there's all those versions so they they create scarcity based on like limited runs of certain yeah. cards that type like of thing. this is a one of one this is a one of 12 this okay is, you know certain things stuff like that and then you're still you can play the odds on certain things, right? If you buy a big enough box, you can almost guarantee kind of. But then you're weighing price versus which one. This is, is such in there. a slippery slope, right? It's a terrible slippery slope, which is why I'm only going to dibble dabble in the Doug Dimma Dome <laughs> of the Dimma opening da- this is cards. Like, you you've met Dutch, right? My mom's. I, I've met him like once or twice, but we've never like had a conversation or anything. So he's someone who's like fully invested into collecting a collecting thing. Like he does Pez. And he was. Oh, that's right. Does he want those? He was telling me the other day <laughs> how Bob he was Ross like Dar- Bob, Bob, Bob Ross and Bob Vader was what I was about to <laughs> Bob say. Bob Vader. There we go. He was telling me the other day. It's just funny because he was like telling me excitedly how he had these pads, uh, like you know these like crazy like rare pads, right? Shipped to him from Japan. Like I'm like, dude, you are you are in so it. <laughs> that goes back to what I was gonna say. I'm gonna I gotta fill, wrap up this Phil yeah. Hughes like moment, but Phil Hughes. Phil Hughes, all about you, bud. Respect. Uh, was that he, or on that site, it also shows like s- certain eBay listings that are under like baseball cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, $1,000 for this card. $1,000. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> but that being all said, uh, Phil Hughes wants to hit, I think it was 10,000 subscribers by uh, Christmas. Okay. I think he's around 8,000 mm-hmm. now on YouTube. Go give the man a subscription. I'll oh, add yeah, it you, to my extensive YouTube you just gotta, subscription list. Yeah, your your subscription list is a little out of control. All you gotta do is just press that button. It's free. Give the man a number to make him feel gratified. I'm all about it. It's cool to see him, who's like very likable personality, and he's a hand model on YouTube. I mean, that's basically what it is because the camera's straight down just at his hands. Well, I was going to say, you have to have good hands if, you, uh, if you're if you doing something. He did He did put out a tweet the other day, something about uh, looking for a good moisturizer. Phil's polls. Yeah, Phil's polls. You'll see that, notice some of the titles of the videos there are like $3,000 poll, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I love the emoji use. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Phil's great. Uh he has an interview with John Boy. I know up. the thumbnail with the John Boy. Yep, John Boy. Because when John Boy went to interview him, he also pulled with him too. Yeah, Jeter rookie card, nineteen ninety three. That's what they were hunting. Yep, <laughs> that's great. Okay, all righty. So remember that part thirty five minutes ago where I told you we'll eventually get to the news. We're on our way there. But first, but first, we come to gamers two new releases curated by the one, the only Nate. 
the one, the only, Kate Nillian. <laughs> I would love at no point if we ever get a panel, and we never will, but if we ever do, you have to introduce me as the one and only. The one and only, okay. First off, there's no other person like me. Even my email at work, you know, there's it's a very large email amount of people that are... Yeah. I don't even have a one. I'm not like the second version of my name. I am only the one. <laughs> Somebody else named me has a one after their name or a two. I'm the original. Suck it. All right. There you go. That being said, on to the new releases. Number one, Boneworks for PC. Nice little VR thing. It's yeah, been getting VR. a lot of love. It is. It's getting a lot of love. It's interesting looking. Number two, Call of Juarez Gunslinger for the Switch. Dragon Quest Builders 2 for PC. Fishing Barents C Complete Edition for the PlayStation and Switch. Why is that on here, Matt? No idea. Football Manager 2020 Touch for the Switch. It's like a light version of Football Manager. I played the last year's one on there. I can't do it. It's because you've tasted this forbidden fruit. I've tasted that there's two. When I have all the information on the desktop one, and then they take it all away on that version. And then if you buy like the mobile version, it's even smaller than that. I'm like, I don't have enough information anymore. What? There's only three stats. That's not enough. I need all of them. What did he have for breakfast? Like I need to know these things. And number six, Fuji for PlayStation, Mars Odyssey for PlayStation, Gunlord X for PlayStation, Mech Warrior five Mercs being mercenaries. <laughs> for PC, Shovel Knight, King of Cards, everything but mobile, basically. And I'm saying it was on the Vita, it's on the Switch, it was on the Wii U, it was on, I think, the 3DS. It, yeah, basically everywhere. Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. They're still making these On things. the PC, right? You remember Super Monkey Ball? I know, like fucking settle Balloon, down with that. Balloon, Super Monkey Ball, you know, that whole, that whole monkey <clears> game <throat> franchise. Yeah. Number 12, Oliver's Adventure in the Fairyland on PlayStation. I I abbreviate some of these and I forget. And I, have to I was going to say, second. I'm like, you fucking do this, bro. Like, <laughs> I wrote it this morning, but I, for, I, I purposely abbreviate because I'm like, I just don't want to type all of Adventure, so I'll just write ADV. And then I'm about to read it. I'm like, Advanced? No, that's not it. Number 13, Pathologic 2 for the Xbox. Shuttle Commander for the PlayStation. Card Apocalypse. Speaking of cards, Card Apocalypse comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And Dead End Job. Matt knows about those on Xbox, Switch, and PlayStation. Wow, wow! Just fucking go right for it. Go right for oh, that you, jugular. Sorry, you were bragging about it earlier. Oh right? yeah, I got to knock <laughs> my you extensive down. experience in retail. I got to knock you down a peg. <laughs> uh, I have extensive experience dealing with shitty people. It is weird when you can say that, but at the same time, like going for another, a, a different job or anything, or like any other uh, like customer servicing, that is actually like a really good like talking point. You're like, yeah. I have really extensive <laughs> history with dealing with shitty people. You haven't been fired? Nope. <laughs> Handle it great. Managers and coworkers, different discussion. Customers love me. <laughs> <laughs> It's a switch. I can turn it on and off. That that was always my favorite review I would ever get during our glorious HR leaders at yeah. one point. She's like, 
you're you're probably my favorite person when you're interacting with customers because you're just great and you get it done and you're able to tell people what they need to hear without like you can make them feel stupid without telling them directly to their face hey dumbass it's good time i've never had anybody ever complain about you that being said all of us hate you. <laughs> and I remember looking at it. I was like, I hate you too. So we're all good. Don't worry about it. It's equal. All right. Do you want you to take number one? You're damn right. I do. Okay. That's fair. Mostly because I want to react to this story and I will willingly, I will willingly take the punishment. That is number two. Oh, it's all punishment. I mean, we're not, neither of us are getting out this of this podcast is punishment. My voice. First off, my voice, not great to listen to as far as I'm concerned. People love to hear it. Don't get me wrong. I love to hear it too, but I can't hear myself back in this podcast. It's not the same voice as far as I'm concerned. That being said, I went to cash out at our local gas station last week. Grab grab my garbage bags, you know, do and my recycle bags, do the earth a favor. And don't you put that down. You're about to read that. And <laughs> and uh, lady in there to cash me out. Hadn't seen her before. Don't know if she, she like knew or anything. She's like, oh, uh, are you ready to cash out? And I was just like, yep, I'm good. She's like, oh, you have a deep voice. And I was like, <clears throat> do I? <laughs> I was like, one, do I? And then two, is that a good thing? So I did like the, th- thank you? <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, I, I like it. It's nice. I don't, you know, you don't hear many people with a deep voice. And I was like, I don't. Like, I mean, hey, if I do a deep voice on accident, <laughs> hey, hey. But like, I, I wasn't doing that. What do you think I am? Just, hello, my baby. Hello, my. I'm not running around doing the, the frog <clears throat> thing. Anyway, let's move. On. I don't know, man. People don't know how to. I don't. I just don't know anymore. <clears throat> I just don't know. <laughs> I just get the the whole. I I got that stuck in my head now. Uh, Jiminy Jiminy Frog. What, what, Jiminy the, Cricket. Uh, no, what's the frog's name? You know the one I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Hello, my honey. Hello, hello my, my lady. Baby. Hello, hello my honey. Yeah. yeah. Hello, my ragtime gal or whatever. Send me a kiss, my wife. Baby, my heart's on fire. Move on, please. Sony. Sony's MLB The Show game series, long a beloved PlayStation exclusive among sports fans. You're damn right it is. Is going multi-platform. What? (laughs) Long slender spike on the little (laughs) graph there. (laughs) I I went to do the what thing. And right as I went to do it, I just felt like something come up. And I was like, I can't let that just shoot across the room. Oh, that'd be... (laughs) dodge it uh sony interactive entertainment made the announcement alongside major league baseball and the mlb players association take a guess what happened when they were all in san diego matt during the winter meetings uh that i guess uh the show will arrive on quote additional console platforms end quote as early as 2021 uh by agreeing to take it elsewhere sony has secured a multi-year extension of its mlb license uh, Sony hasn't yet specified which consoles it will develop MLB The Show 2021 for. But Xbox boss Phil Spencer, the Xbox Twitter account, as well as Nintendo's Twitter account, were quick to retweet and comment on the news. I'm pumped. It's a good time. Um, I, I'm assuming Xbox and PC for sure. Clearly. Yeah. Uh. The Switch? Possible. 100%. They've Possible, had it, they, they had it on Vita before. Okay. Well, th- oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember now. That was an 8. No, it was 16 on the Vita? No, no, no. I think it was earlier than that. 
was as far as like the last one that was probably on the beta. I mean, sixteen might have been, but I think it was earlier than that. Either way, it's uh, I, it's so interesting because like I feel like if traditionally Sony isn't one to uh, capitulate. Yeah, but here's the thing: money will talk. True. The and MLB and the MLB is bigger than Sony. True. And oh, I don't know about that. Uh, they are. And <laughs> here, mostly because they control the license, they could just say you don't have it yeah, anymore. Yeah. If they really want, if they really wanted to bully them, they could just be like, you can't do it anymore. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but that being said, MLB also always was spouting like RBI baseball. Mm-hmm. Like if you went to MLB's site, it says RBI baseball. It doesn't mention the show. RBI baseball is not good. Yeah. So they were like, we need to get this everywhere else, please. There's one thing I want out of this, though. Crossplay. And save. Cross-save. Like, I if I log in on my Switch, it's the same account I have on my PlayStation. Like, that type of... So if I log in so I can play Diamond Dynasty, which is the ultimate team mode, it's the same as somewhere else. Don't make me have to do two... Like, if I bought it multiple places, don't make me do that. Let me use the Switch as, like, my... Hey, I'm going on the road. I'm going to be able to play this. Cool. And then when I'm at home, I'll play it on the PlayStation or whatever. Like, that would be really cool. Will it's we so get weird. that? Probably so not. So what, what kind cool. of slid under the radar this week was the... Uh, or was it last week? Last week. Was Minecraft. Right. The Minecraft thing. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about it. We didn't. And essentially, what do they call it? The Bedrock Edition? Uh, I think that's what they call Bedrock it. Bedrock and Java, I believe, are the two editions yeah. they have running. So... Minecraft Bedrock Edition was released on PlayStation. Right. Which is the new current form of Minecraft that's supposed to be like all the versions of the same. And like that combined with this and like... They're slowly starting to play nice. Yeah, everything's starting to... the, The lines are blurring. It's the good thing to do before PS5. Start weaving yourself in. Because you're either scared, <laughs> just you know, tickle well, the ivories. Well, well, well. Uh, once they announce the PS5, we'll get into it. But like you know, just to keep it short, the consoles are using exactly the same hardware, right? And I've said it from the beginning. But PlayStation is the only one you need to buy if you own a PC. I know. Yeah. And after we saw the Xbox, we'll get to that. Yes. Or will we? <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Number two, this week we have a bunch of overviews of larger events. And let's kick things off with Nintendo. Nintendo held a direct on the 10th, focusing on indie titles, and here's what we saw. Developer Sidebar Games announced a sequel to early Nintendo Switch hit, indie hit, Golf Story, called Sports Story. Rather than just following on a single sport, sports story will include, based on the footage, golfing, tennis, volleyball, dungeon crawling, espionage, minigames, and much more. Sports story will launch as a Switch exclusive in mid-2020. I'm pumped. Oh, yeah. I I loved Golf Story. Golf Story was great. Mm. And then I saw this, and I went, you've got to be shitting me. Hell yeah, I'm in. I'm all about that sports story. Let me tell you a story. It's about sports. (laughs) 
Axiom Verge, the beloved Metroidvania made entirely by developer Tom Hap, is officially getting a sequel, and it's set for release in fall 2020. Did you play Axiom Verge? Did not. I did a little bit. It's very Metroidvania. Has a lot of Metroid just essence anyway. A new trailer for Streets of Rage 4 highlighted returning character Adam Hunter while also promising a release in the first half of 2020. D3 Publisher showed off, that's one word, D3 Publisher, showed off Gleamlight, a game in which players become a sword and fight enemies with the help of a group of intrepid kids. It's set for an early 2020 release on the Switch. Do you want to become a sword, Matt? Uh, It's funny you should mention that because uh, one of the animes I'm watching that's fairly popular is called Sword, Sword Art Online. And it got really absurd in this recent episode because one of the characters literally turned into a fucking sword. And I was like... And then the other character wielded them? Yes. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I haven't watched the episode since. Well, good news. You can do it in the game now. <laughs> yeah. You can become the sword. It's just It just gets more and more absurd. I'm kind of like... I'm grounding... Well, listen, you got your vanilla anime. Then you have your hentai. We need a middle ground, and that's people turning into swords. See, I can't do it anymore, though. Like, I've, I've kind of come to the realization the baseball anime has ruined it for me. Because, like... <laughs> Baseball's like, taking over my life. I can't life. do, like, the high fantasy anime anymore. Like, I'm it's literally... Too, it's too much. It's too much. So I'm watching baseball, just abiding, waiting until the next season of the volleyball anime comes out, which was just announced. And I'm fucking thrilled. I can't tell you how happy it makes me to hear Matt say these things where I'm like... Come join me. I mean, it's just whatever, you know, they're good. The, the anime's are good. That's and all, all I want is for you to enjoy what you're doing. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Like Bacon Switch is hitting the Nintendo Switch in summer 2020. It promises party brawler co-op action with between one and four players. Get it? It's like bait and switch, but it's bacon switch. Haha. Super Smash. Super. What? Super Mash allows players to pick two genres, ranging from turn-based RPGs to side-scrolling shooters to many more. Players can collect dev cards based on game creations and share them with other players. Super Mash is set for a May 2020 release, and that description was terrible. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I feel like some of these. Are like you have to watch the video on them. All right, so if that confused you like it did me, Super Mash. The acclaimed Talos Principle first person puzzler is coming to the Nintendo Switch later today, December 10th, which means it's out right now. Yep. The deluxe version of Talos includes the base game and the expansion Road to Gehenna. Is that right? That you, sounds did you, good. Did you play Talos? Nope. Every year. Since I've had a PC, it comes up in the Steam sales. They're like, oh, Talos Principle, Talos Principle. You really want to play Talos Principle. And I'm like, now I'm just a two of, I'm annoyed. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to play it now. It's yeah. the Half-Life problem. Yeah. Shut the hell up. I don't want to play it anymore. Yeah. But at the same time, every time I see it, people are like, great game. All great reviews, yada, yada. And it looks like a puzzle solving type of thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. And then this happens. And I was like, cool, I'm still not going to play it. But hey, sale fourth. Oh, here we go. Here's Matt's game. Sail Forth is a 3D naval 3D action game where you pilot your own ship on the high seas and take on other ships, monsters, and brave the stormy seas themselves. Taking place on a procedurally generated map, Sail Forth also lets players deeply customize their ships, including color, weapons, equipment, and more. Sail Forth will be released in 2020. The Monster Hunter-esque free-to-play Dauntless is now available on the Nintendo Switch. Dauntless on Nintendo Switch has launched with cross-play and cross-progression on all platforms. So if you have an existing account, you can continue from where you left off on the Switch. With the new launch comes new content too, including a new Escalation Hunt mode inspired by roguelikes like Slay the Spire and Risk of Rain. Forgot that game existed. Me too. Sounds like it's doing good though. Murder by Numbers is a part visual novel, part pie cross puzzle game, P cross puzzle game, from the hateful boyfriend developer, and it will be coming to Switch first as a timed exclusive in early 2020. Oh boy. All right, guys, don't worry. We only got like six more. Here we go. <laughs> the HD version of Oddworld Stranger's Wrath will hit Switch in January 2020. Skatebird which answers the question of what would it be like to play as a bird who skateboards is coming to switch in late 2020. Welcome to skate four. The screenshots actually look kind of cool. <laughs> I, I have seen, I think the, the trailer cut for it. And I'm like, I'm intrigued. If your price points, right, I might touch it. Yeah. Liberated. Liberated. 
aims to look like a cyberpunk visual novel with interactive elements featuring side-scrolling and stealth gunplay. It will come to Switch first as a timed exclusive in 2020. Boyfriend Dungeon, which sets players through a dungeon-crawling experience in which weapons can transform into a host of potential boyfriends, will be coming to the Switch in 2020. That's got Funhouse written all over it. You ready for that anime? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Dude, there's so many animes like that, actually. It's kind of fucked this up. This is my gun, and it's also my boyfriend. Zink? It's just reverse. You know oh, there's ones is... with anime chicks that turn into battleships, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I know about that one. All right. Never watched it, but I've, I've, I've heard. I've heard the rumblings. Oh, nose starting to itch. Here we go. Last two. Afterburner Studios Dreamscaper will come to Switch first in early 2020 as a timed exclusive on consoles. Dreamscaper is inspired by brawlers, top-down shooters, and dungeon crawlers featuring randomized dungeons that players explore each time their character goes to sleep. In the waking world, players will forge friendships that affect those dream worlds. It's a dream inside a dream inside a dream. That's like some Persona shit or something. It does sound like Persona. Last one for Nintendo. Here we go. Team 17 is producing a new game set within the Escapists universe. Set on an island, players can build, craft, and train monkeys to, well, survive on an island with a day-night cycle. Players can go it alone or play co-op with up to three friends locally or online when the Survivalists launches in 2020. You finally made it. I did. A lot going on on the on the Switch. There is, and thing there there was probably out of what I read thirty announcements. There's probably six that I'm like intrigued about. There's yeah. not really those numbers. Don't go back and count them. I'm just saying ratio wise, it's probably correct. Yeah, one Indie, out of, one, out of, one out of every five. That's fair for indies. Uh, so, there, it's fair <clears throat> for indies, but there's also a lot of uh, a variety there. there so is. everybody's gonna have a little something they can pick on. There's a lot of uh, genre mashing going on there, which is <laughs> funny it. because like of super mash. Super mash. Oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> it's not even genre mashing. It's just, well, like not, the games themselves aren't, I think. I think it's just every genre was just covered yeah. right there. Though you did tell me at one point that Dauntless apparently has a Slay the Spire mode, which is a card game, so... Yeah, I don't see, like, there's just, like, they're throwing all these, like... Like, if it was roguelike, I would understand, mm-hmm. and Slay the Spire is roguelike, but it's also a card game, and I was like, I am confused. They use a lot of other games to describe their games, and it makes it even more confusing. It's like, uh... Did you guys want to play Call of Duty Battlefield, The Fallen Order, <laughs> with a little bit of Borderlands and Forza? <laughs> Coming to a... Ooyah near you. You guys remember On Live? All right, sorry. On Live? What was the other game? Uh, Gaikai? Gaikai. That was the other one. Sony also decided that the 10th was a good day for one of their state of plays. Uh, You guys like news? (laughs) (laughs) Here's what we got from them. Uh, The biggest announcement from the live stream was the reveal of a Resident Evil 3 remake, which confirms the leaked artwork that hinted at the game's existence is legit. 
Surprisingly, the game will actually be packaged with uh, Resident Evil Resistance, formerly known as Project Resistance, the asymmetrical multiplayer mode that was previously expected to be a standalone release. Uh, Resident Evil is scheduled to release for PS4, Xbox One, and PC on April 3rd, 2020. Do you think they didn't get enough hype on the uh, multiplayer one, so they said we'll package it? Um, I Maybe. I feel like it's definitely like a play-it-safe mode. Move. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good move, and I, I got to take back a, a statement I said last year, or yeah, last year, last week about them not doing one. They technically did kind of do one. I think they did it as a remaster though in 2015, not this remake that they took two yeah. under and that they're taking yeah. three under. So like, yeah, kind of, but not. It was really. a, it was a re, it was a remaster. They didn't do the full like let's change some stuff or anything. They just made it work on the Xbox One and stuff. <clears throat> Uh, PlayStation started the stream with the reveal that Untitled Goose Game is coming to PS4 on December 17th. You'll hear it again next week in case you forget. State of Play also had a new trailer for Spellbreak, a battle royale game that mixes together role-playing and magical spell-based combat. A closed beta will begin on PS4 in spring 2020, followed by an official release on the console later in the year. Dreams will officially launch... On February 14th, 2020. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Super. I mean, why not? Why not release dreams on Valentine's Day? Dreams. We can all have dreams, I guess. That's when all your dreams go to die. Super Liminal <laughs> is a trippy puzzle game that released exclusively for the Epic Game Store on November 12th. The game is making its way to consoles next year, releasing on PS4 sometime in 2020. Uh, State of Play also announced a new game called Paper Beast, which is being made by the creators behind Another World. Paper Beast will release for PSVR, quote, early next year, end quote, and allow you to explore a dreamlike living ecosystem where all animals and plant life are composed of paper. Good to see a uh, VR title. For sure. Don't want them to go completely silent until the five comes out. Yeah. Um... First releasing on January 25th, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 will be getting DLC titled uh, Remind on January 23rd, 2020. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds was first teased back in May, and now the asymmetric multiplayer game finally has a scheduled release date, April 24th, 2020. Our boy Sark is in there. During State of Play, PlayStation released a new trailer for Predator Hunting Grounds that revealed multiple playable Predators will be included in the game at launch. Ooh, interesting. I hope there's just a button like a car horn that you can just make the clicking sound the entire time. That'd be really cool, actually. You just run around, just I can't do it. Same way I can't do it. It would kind of be fun in the way that like would you would want to do it, but it would also like kind of give away. Yeah, it would technically, your... yeah, technically screw you over, but at the same time, you're just never. It's maybe it's like a taunt or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're It'd getting like, you're getting yeah. cleaned right now. Yeah, Max washes me. It's like the uh, he's like the... get this gel out of here, you creep. See, I don't not have gel. You can tell I don't have gel in my hair. It's the old uh, what a save in Rocket League. Mm. You get timed out after three of them, and all I would do is spam it no matter what happened. What a save. <laughs> I let a goal go in. What a save. What a save. And uh, after more than a year of silence, Platinum Games has provided some additional insight into what its upcoming project, Babylon's, Falls, Babylon's Fall, is. Um, it's an action game. <laughs> a lot more insight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's it. That's it for the state of play. It was a kind of quiet one. It was the Resident Evil thing was the big one, but uh, more for the release thing because I think everybody after the leak thought it was definitely real. Mm-hmm. It made sense. 
Um, do you want to read a shit ton of stuff again? Or do you want to do the Game Awards winners recap stuff? Because it's kind of I just kind of split it. Again. I'll I'll take the shit ton and I'll give you the recap. Okay. Um, I do also want to before I get into this, a good thirty second aside. Yeah, I switched over to some slippers. I noticed. I wanted something just a little more comfortable. That being said, I love those socks. Those socks are amazing. Yes. I switched over to some slippers. These slippers are old as shit. They've been around for a while since I might have been. They don't look 16. old. Might have been since I've been sixteen. I haven't. I have I don't wear them a lot. Okay. Pulled them out again. Then I remembered I have a size thirteen foot. Oh, so they're real tight in there. So like the back of it's fine, but I'm a little I'm a little narrow in the front. You just cut the toe off. Just the <laughs> like just cut the top so just, it makes it like a right slipper, just... like a like a slide on sandal. Yeah. <laughs> I got these really fuzzy slide on sandals. I mean, they just make those. I can just buy those, but. Slippers, I could talk about slippers for a long time, but... Here we go. Um, I will say that, like, the idea of a slipper is appealing to me, but in practice, it never is what I am hoping it would be. Here's my problem with a slipper. It's my problem I have even with these. First off, these are old. So, the, I'm a heel standard. The heel's already going. I yeah. can already feel it. I don't have my gel insole in there, which would be nice, but that would defeat the purpose of a slipper. That also being said, my feet get too hot. Yeah, you saw the slippers I had on the other day, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Hot as fuck. I love the idea of them, but for some reason, whoever's buying me slippers, which is usually Samantha, thinks that I need a fucking sheep on my foot. Because she can't feel her feet. Yeah, because she's so, like, oh, my feet are ice cubes. Everyone else's feet, feet are ice cubes. Everyone else needs worn slippers right. as, as much as I do. The old, uh, the old world hunger solving problem. Yeah. I ate a meal. It's cured. We're good now. Uh, my problem is I kn- I don't have great circulation in my feet. Mm-hmm. I know I don't. I don't give a shit that I don't. It doesn't bother me. You do a cat scan of my foot, my nerve stops at a certain Yeah, yeah. You do the thing with your Yeah, I do the thing. It goes dead. It's, yeah. We've talked about it before. Uh, and I'm fine with that. But every now and then I'm like, oh, I kind of want to just keep something on, keep it a little bit warm. But then it gets to a point where I'm too warm and I'm like, no, I don't want these. <laughs> yeah, that's the, it's the... It's so the... it will be once you leave, I will kick these things into the into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see them again. That's that's the issue. Is I'm constantly putting them on, taking them off, putting them on, taking them off, and it's like oh, this is not what the I need, experience what I that need I want. Is an aerated slipper. Yeah. Give me a breeze. Give me a fan or something. I don't need these sweaty slippers. It's, the problem. The problem is here's the thing. We both are space heaters. Yeah. But we both don't have circulation in our feet. Mm-hmm. But then when we have insulation in our feet, the body's like, oh yeah, that's right. We're still a space heater. <gasps> What we need is like thin quality wool slippers, not the cheap wool, like the merino wool that's breathable and wicks. It's antimicrobial and it wicks the sweat away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, but also will heat, you know, it retains any heat. So I need a heat and breathable. Yes, exactly. Is that too much to ask? We'll have to to do some research. Maybe, Maybe I'll find us some good slippers. Speaking of research, let me get through the next one. The Game Awards were Thursday night, and it seems like Jeff Keighley is trying to take E3's crown for game announcements. He's also taken the Oscars crown as probably one of the better award shows, period. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, We're going to tell you about the announcements, then we'll run through some of the award winners. Before I even get into the announcements, I... Want to go through just like a quick rundown? Uh, did you enjoy Game Awards? I liked it. I thought it was a decent. It was a good. Like I guess 
It definitely was longer than it than I thought it was. Yes. Um, it could probably stand to be a little bit shorter, even though they blatantly tried to keep it. There was a lot of awards they, that they were just like, "This is who won. Let's move on." Yep. Um, but it didn't feel like I wasn't sitting there like, "All right, let's get this over with." Right. The pacing was all right. Um, it was. It was. It's definitely the best one so far. Like they they've done a good job. Reiter- like iterating every single year. So. Yeah. They definitely did a good job making the changes they needed to, to to continue making it the best show and everything. And Jeff does a really good job listening to, you know, feedback and everything like that. That being said, it was all really great up until the Fast and Furious thing. Yeah, that's they immediately <laughs> yanked the show breaks and I have to I have to wonder how much they paid for that slot because the game looked terrible and that whole like five minutes seemed really poorly executed. Like, uh, Michelle Rodriguez came out, and she was fine. She didn't have anything problem. But Vin Diesel is not the public spokesperson you should pull out for that. Yeah. Like, he is the face of that franchise. Yes. But he's not a... And Vin Diesel's like, not some... Like, he's not... He's not an enunciated... Like, yeah, he's not the type of, like, like Keanu Reeves at this, with the cyberpunk thing. Like, yeah. He has that stage presence even, where he wows you, whereas Vin Diesel even Norman Reedus has mm-hmm. same thing. Vin Diesel doesn't have that like stage excitement. Yeah, he's he would almost be like pulling Steven Seagal out there right now, and you're like, yeah. like ah, I know who this guy is, but I don't like, uh, do, do something. Just, ah. And then there was just it was just like some weird. Oh, let me plug Fast Nine because we can't believe we're not done with that shit yet. Uh, and then the game just looked terrible, which we'll talk about. No, we won't. The, it just looked really bad for what you want to close the show on. It did look terrible. It looked absolutely terrible. It looked like Seeing, a, it looked like a mobile game. Except I know mobile games that look better than that. <laughs> it's just it's just mind blowing to me. Like we're I'm we're going into what we're going to talk about a little bit, but like seeing Ninja Theory. And what they can put together. You, yeah. And then looking at like the Fast and the Furious game being like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, so let me let me get through the announcements now because that that is a problem. But here we go. Starting with the announcements, we're going to start with number one and what I think probably should have closed the show. Xbox boss Phil Spencer, the man, the myth, the legend, took the stage early in the show to reveal the next Xbox, previously known as Project Scarlet, as we've referred to it for months and weeks and almost a year now. It's called... Xbox Series X. Terrible name, but... X, go and give it to you. <laughs> I think it's better that they're saying Series X. If they start doing that, where they say this is Series X, this is Series Y, this is Series Z, mm-hmm. and then you can have micro ones inside X yeah, Series. That's the, the one thing is everyone's like, oh, it blatantly alludes to the fact that there's... They have multiple in yeah. the X family. But doing Xbox One X and the Xbox One S and doing stuff like that confuses people mm-hmm. i think if you say xbox series thing it might help a little bit with the messaging but you're still getting real close to having just 18 acronyms for no reason yeah anyway and it's launching next holiday season as we all pretty much figured out it has a brand new controller and the console has a monolithic design that can be used vertically or horizontally the controller has two big changes, the inclusion of a share button similar to the DualShock 4 and a redesigned D-pad that looks like it's from the Elite controller. Now, that being said, I do like that idea about the D-pad. I hope they take the also thing with the uh, Elite controller where you can swap out your D-pad. That would be nice. Uh, I don't give a shit about the share feature. The share feature in the DualShock never worked that great either. No. 
Unless it, they it, unless they fix the actual feature set of it, mm-hmm. it I don't care. Yeah. Thoughts though on the uh, the design or I mean, you could probably tell when I saw it. I was fucking. Oh, I, I trust thrilled me. about the design of the. I Xbox. know, but the the viewer doesn't know that it yeah. looks like a trash can. <laughs> it's not circular. It's not like the Max. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's square. Well, you it, know what it looks like? The consor, the con, the well, it, it's rectangular, but the I don't know how to describe it. Whatever. Um, it's a rectangular prism. Is it though? Yes, because it's it, in order to be a cube. All yeah, it would have to be. Have to it would be have same. to be. Um, it's, it's a square. It's an elongated square, which makes it the rectangle. Yeah. Like the ends are squared up, but mm-hmm. the length is not. If yeah. that's what you're trying yeah. to explain. Exactly. Um, now I forgot my train of thought. <clears throat> Design trash cans. Your thoughts on it? Oh, it's reminiscent of like it's kind of like a fad going through some. PC makers right now, like the the Corsair One. Yep, Corsair like One. The, there's, there's, there's been a like few a other really ones. popular like Fantac case that has a similar design. Like it's the very popular in like the the mini yeah, or like small, micro small, small form, form factor. factor. Yeah. Basically, it's hard to. I think it. I think the dimensions are out there, but I I think it was something like, basing on the pictures, maybe eight inches tall by a four inch cubed end potentially might be bigger than that though but yeah i think uh, it's a i mean if they if if the controllers to scale it's probably probably a foot it's probably a foot tall i would say it's a uh it's an interesting one from everybody that usually goes thin profile because you can put it in mm-hmm. entertainment uh con- like entertainment consoles easy yeah. and stuff the plus side i think is going to be they're not going to have a cooling issue no, they definitely shouldn't have a cooling issue. They shouldn't have a cooling <laughs> issue. Uh, but it's going to be a weird one to see how it all... See how people fit it in their homes. Yeah. Without it looking weird and like mm-hmm. out of place. I won't have that problem because, unfortunately, I'm not going to be buying one. Yeah. But it does... With that design, I'm like, please, PlayStation, go bonkers. Do something stupid. I... I want them to. I just, I'm so horrified by the the PlayStation the dev Five dev kit. Like, I, I just, want it. I want that open area to be where you land. Air quotes. Your controller to plug it in. See, that would be cool. Like, if that was like a wireless charger, yeah. And you could like, or something like that. Like, you could pop your. And the other thing that always scares me about Microsoft when they say that we're changing the controller, I'm like, the Xbox One is probably the best controller you've made. Stop. So. The one low key thing I didn't put it in the thing was that they they said they changed the dimensions of the of the controller Bastards. to make it accept more. I can't remember the exact wording, but they essentially said they to make it about like better for more people. So I'm like, what does that mean? Because like the Xbox, it needs to not mean what the Stadia controller is. The Xbox 360 controller is is I think probably the perfect size. The one still good. Yeah. The only thing I could understand that they wanted to change a little bit on it is making the bumpers easier. Yeah, they're kind of too tall. They're a little bit too tall, and you usually can't trigger them by the ends. You kind of have to get up the button a little bit to trigger them. Yeah. So that, I could see them doing something. Other than that, please don't mess with it. You have one of the better controllers. The 360 one was great, and I think you didn't you made it better in the Xbox One, but not by, not by like 
leaps and bounds. They're both very good controllers. Yeah. My uh, my thing with it, and the reason why I say I think I like 360 controller better is I have small hands. Right, and I have big hands. And but actually, I hate, but I hate the Duke. Yeah. So, like the Duke's obnoxious. <laughs> Nobody's yeah. gonna deny that. Moving through more announcements, Microsoft also revealed one of its first first party games for the Xbox Series X. It's a sequel to the Haunting Hellblade from Ninja Theory, and the sequel looks just as dark. Okay, I'm going to re- I'm going to reread this in my own words. It's a sequel to the Haunting Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice from Ninja Theory, and the sequel looks just as dark and uncomfortable as the original. The new trailer is captured in-engine, powered by the Series X, according to Microsoft, and it's named Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. I hate that they didn't put Sen- Senua's Sacrifice, because that is always said in that title. Yeah. There's, it's never just mentioned as Hellblade. Yeah. And then they flipped it in the second one, which is even more annoying. Yep. And Saga means that... Three. Yeah, usually it's three or yeah. or six, potentially. Or seven. So, I, yeah, I guess it's just like... Or nine. <laughs> it could just go on forever. Like, they're just like, this is a thing now. True. It could just be a saga. Square Enix announced... Uh, that being said, that game that looked awesome. Yeah. So, once again, that's going back to what we're saying. Why did you not have Series X and this amazing-looking game of uh, Senua's Saga, and then instead you put up cartoon versions of Fast and Furious? Someone on Reddit translated what she said, by the way, because it's like old Norse, proto Norse. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's a chant. Yeah, like um, a, I assume a summoning type of. Kind of, it was almost like a taunt or a challenge. Like, oh okay, I probably don't like wait. I can't remember the exact wording, but it basically it was like we're come at me or I'm we're ready for you type thing. Like, I I like her just being like come at me, bro. Yeah, Norse, it's interesting. The Norse version of come on. I'm, I, I was like immediately intrigued based on what ha- like the the game and like what she looks like in that situation. It's like she kind of like looks like she gone through some shit, gone through some shit, but then like accepted like and it's just like in it now. I'm like, oh, this I'm, be I'm, pumped. Good. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for you. Square Enix announced Bravely Default 2, a sequel to the much loved Nintendo 3DS game, which will be coming to the Nintendo Switch next year. The PlayStation 5 was also mentioned at the event thanks to Godfall, a new game from Gearbox that will be launching at on Sony's next console. It's a, quote, third-person fantasy looter slasher focused on melee combat, end quote, set in a brand new fantasy universe. And when Matt and I saw it, we both immediately said, Too human? <laughs> Too human might not speak to anybody listening to this, but if you know, you know. Prologue, the next release from the team behind PUBG, is a big mystery. We know it exists, but that's about it. So, uh, moving on. You know what people are probably going to be calling it? Prolapse. Because it's going to be shit. <laughs> Matt's got the jokes, and I'm ready for them. Riot unveiled the first games to be published under its new Riot Forge label. The goal is to partner with indie studios for new experiences set inside the League of Legends universe. And the first titles are called Ruined King and Convergence. Trailers were interesting. Yeah. If you're into it, you're into it. Yep. If you know, you know. Upcoming PS4 exclusive, Ghost of Tsushima, which for the longest time we thought was ghosts, I think. I think we kept saying ghosts. Even if we didn't ever read ghosts, I feel like we kept saying it with a plural. Yeah, I think so because uh, initially 
it was inferred like because of the events that it's tied around right like, i kind of assumed it was ghosts based on like you know Most, a lot of people are gonna die yeah but anyway Singular, Ghost of Shishima, got a nice in-depth trailer with four minutes detailing its lush, feudal, Japan-inspired world. We now have an idea of when it'll be available. The game is launching next summer. Square Enix revealed yet another trailer for the much-anticipated remake of Final Fantasy VII for the PS4. And as far as Nate's concerned, certain things looked weird in it. The, it's Final Fantasy, so a the whole fucking thing is weird. Well, there's that, too. <laughs> Developer CD Projekt Red revealed the artists that will be contributing to the soundtrack for Cyberpunk 2077, and it includes the likes of Grimes, Run the Jewels, and ASAP Rocky, among others. It was an interesting video. Yeah. It's one that I would expect to see, like, post-launch or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was a first look for Gears Tactics, the strategy spinoff for the Brutal Shooter series. It looks remarkably faithful to the franchise, despite the shift in genre, and Gears Tactics will be out on April 28th on PC. If you can't tell by the name Tactics, think of XCOM. And understand that it's not Funko Pops. After the tragic closure of Telltale Games, a number of titles were infinitely sh- indefinitely shelved. But now that the studio is back, in question back question mark in a new form and under new management it looks like some of those canceled projects are being revived and that includes the previously announced the wolf among us 2 a sequel that explores the fairy tale universe of the fables comic series nate really likes the first wolf among us and i'm pumped to see that this still exists never finished it that's disappointment maybe i will now that it's clearly has you know it this this should have no effect on you finishing it. Well, I forgot about it, so that's fair. <laughs> and then the finally, the Fast and Furious franchise is getting a game called Crossroads, and it isn't necessarily a racing game, but more of a team-based action game built around heists, and it brings back some of the main cast from the films. I don't think it brings back Paul Walker. It launches on PC, PS4, and Xbox One in May 2020. It looks atrocious. Yeah, it does not, as we it, it does not look like it's ready for May 2020, I'll tell you that. At like a minimum. Okay, here. Waiting for this webpage to load. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna run through the uh, the actual game awards themselves. Uh, what are we at here? It's probably probably over an hour. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're over an hour. Right. Just uh. So we won't we won't dilly dally. We won't. We only need the winners. We don't need everything else. Yeah. Best action adventure game: Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Solid choice. Uh, best game direction: Death Stranding. Knew that was coming. Best independent game: Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium did pretty good. I think it was four total awards. It did have four. In that category, it beat out Untitled. Actually, in I think all of its categories, it beat out Untitled Use Game, which I thought would take at least one or two. It had its own moment, though. True. Um, them and their you know beaker. Fresh. <laughs> this, is, this next category is the one that I kind of thought Untitled Goose Game would get. Fresh Indie Game, which uh, yeah. went to presented, Disco Elysium. Presented by Subway. <laughs> Subway. Which we had tonight. It was delicious. Yeah, Subway, eat fresh. <clears throat> uh, Players' Voice Awards went to uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. 
Best AR VR game, Beat Saber. No surprise there. Yep. Best performance, Mads Mikkelsen as Cliff in Death Stranding. Best esports game, League of Legends. Best ongoing game, Fortnite. Best multiplayer game, Apex Legends. Solid. Good Good for Apex. The Apex did more than I thought they were going to do it, like, based on what they were up against in categories. Mm-hmm. But they, they did pretty well. And then they having that like the video the interactive video with mm-hmm. keely yeah i was like oh all right uh, it was cheesy but it was so well it was cheesy, executed but it, but it was well executed it didn't feel cheesy or like, like I mean, too, it was too but it didn't feel it felt it didn't feel cringy yeah it felt it felt it felt smooth it was yeah it functioned the way they wanted it to and i was like oh the timing was, I was like impeccable between Keeley and the video. I was right. like, oh. maybe maybe that's like more of a praise on on Keeley, but maybe. But I was like, at the same time, I was like, it actually speaks to Apex not being dead. Yeah, you yeah. didn't see anything from PUBG. You didn't see anything like you had Fortnite and Apex as your two battle royale people there. That's interesting that you mentioned that because like, where has PUBG been? Like making prologue. Making, pro- <laughs> making prolapse. But yeah, it's, um, it's, those are the only two you really saw do anything. And Fortnite will always be there because they're a giant proponent yeah. of, of the, the mega the, corp that is. They're like a self-fulfilling thing yeah. now. But Apex still being able to hang in there and have awards like this and moments like that. Yeah. They're doing pretty good then. For a, a one that everybody thought was kind of dead because mm-hmm. it had had such a surge of them paying the influencers to play or whatever. And then it kind of fell off. But it, it's still it's staying there. Mm-hmm. Sustainable. Um, so far. Best mobile game went to Call of Duty Mobile. Which, in that one, basically knew that was going to happen. Because when I played and talked about Call of Duty Mobile on here, it was... Oh, excuse me. This hiccups, man. It was actually remarkably good mm-hmm. for being the, a shooter on a mobile phone and everything. I was always like actually impressed when I played. But some of the stuff it beat out, I was like, oh, all right, it's really, it's really beating it. Cyanara Wild Hearts, uh, what the golf was on there? Yep. Uh, you know, so there's just, there's some other good indie darlings on there that it was almost a shame for Call of Duty to beat them, but Call of Duty Mobile was very good. So, yeah. That was the thing about this year was I wasn't, like, nothing disappointed me or like, everything, every game that won, it was like, all right, you know, that's fair. Like, yeah. it wasn't like a, what the fuck? Type of thing. Yeah, we didn't run into the uh, best indie title of the year, Reddit Redemption 2 problem. (laughs) Uh, Best sports racing game went to Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Which, all right. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think there are potential other (laughs) winners in that category, but I understand. Best Nintendo game or best family game. Yeah. Went to Luigi's Mansion 3. Which I called, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I but loved hey, Jeff's like uh, about Nintendo's commentary. Gonna... There was like oh, I like Nintendo chances in this category. Yeah. Uh, games for Impact went to Gris. Greece is it Greece? I don't. Know. They pronounced it as Greece. Okay. Uh, that was our fun moment of of having the Muppets. Yeah, I can't remember which which way they pronounced it. So he I pronounced just... it Greece because he yeah. said no, it's not geese. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. The Muppets. Uh. What's his name in Beaker? Oh my god! Why don't I remember his first name? Beaker and uh, 
want to say it starts with an H, but... Anyway, yeah, those two were there to present this <clears> award, <throat> and they had a little fun with Beaker being stuck in VR, and then they had a goose as the puppet yeah, as well. Yeah, I fucking love that whole it was, segment. That whole segment was, was very well done, and if you loved Untitled Goose Game or you loved the Muppets, go find that clip and watch the whole thing. You're going to get a nice little belly laugh out of it. It's a good time. Yeah, I saw some articles uh, popping up online that people were disappointed that the Beaker Untitled Goose game wasn't a real thing. Yeah, I 100% <clears throat> wanted that to be a real thing where he's just kind of doing the, like, <laughs> and he just does, like, the, the entire, played through the entire game, but, like, as him as the skin of, mm-hmm. Go- like, it'd be great. It'd be a great yeah. time. Uh, best, <clears throat> best action game went to Devil May Cry 5. Which solid, another one where we're, like, it might pull it off. Mm-hmm. And it did. Yep. Uh, best art direction went to Control. Good for them. Content creator of the year went to Shroud. My boy. My boy Shroud. Best. Out there doing the Lord's work. Yeah, as always. Best <laughs> I strategy game. I don't know what game. Lord that is, yeah, but he's know. doing it. The, the FPS Lord or whatever. <laughs> Praise be the FPS God. Best strategy game went to Fire Emblem Three Houses. Best audio design went to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Here's here's a real quick uh, recap of their audio design. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this in the background, but this is basically what it's going to sound like. That's how you know that somebody's around, because all you're going to hear is their feet. They could be sick. That could be, by the way, that sound, 10 miles away, but there's somebody nearby. <laughs> oh, man, there's feet in that game. It's about, It's gotten better, because they've done some patch changes yeah. to it and stuff. But holy shit, there are still moments where you're like, is there a centipede running around in this building? <laughs> Does he have clogs on? Is it a centipede with clogs? My worst nightmare. You picture a centipede with clogs, man? You know, it'd it sound like a machine gun, probably. It'd just be like... <laughs> <laughs> As it just runs. Run- oh, my God. Anyway, yes. Uh, best esports player is it uh, Booga? Is that how you pronounce that? Booga, Booga, Booga one Booga, of the two. Booga, the Booga. Uh, one that won the Fortnite World Championship. And but, I'm pretty sure he's young. Once again, also that was presented by Steph Curry. Yep. Who did a solid job presenting? Mm-hmm. Had a one hiccup that I think I don't know if it was his fault or the prompter's fault. The prompter seemed to be running a little slow for people. It did it did seem that Initially. way. Initially. And I wonder if also he had a hiccup and then it had to they kind of had to just kind of like reset a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he did he did pretty good. Best role playing game also went to Disco Elysium. Uh best narrative Disco Elysium. So I said there's 3 of the 4. Uh I think we're at 4 now actually. What was that for? Yeah. Oh, oops. Uh, best fighting game, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Which we knew was happening. Uh, best esports host, uh, Shocks. Is that how you say that? Yes. Shocks. Hefe is, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can never pronounce her last name, but yeah. De, de, uh, Portier? De Portier. But uh, she did. Interesting. She's now a freelance host, but she did League for years, and that's where I knew her from. Mm-hmm. And she's always been great. She did. Uh, she was. At the League World Championships and stuff, and she, uh, I think she also hosted the esports awards that show that they had. Mm-hmm. I think she was one of the she was hosting with Golden Boy. Okay, and she's she's done great. Cool. There was, I think it was really between her and Golden Boy as far as I'm concerned. But good for her. I'm all about it. Uh, best esports event is the. I League will of- say real quick. I real I do think she was getting shit online. 
I think people were saying sexist things to her. Oh, about well, of, of course. Because, because why wouldn't they? Yeah, of course. Right? I mean, that comes... That's Terrible fucking people. God. Best esports event is the 2019 League of Legends World Championship. Good for them. Best esports team is G2 Esports. Uh, best esports coach is Zonic. Which is funny when you have the best uh, team being G2 and Zonic's not their coach, I don't think so. Maybe he is. I no, might be an idiot. It's uh, grabs, according yeah, okay. to this. D- this. So the best team just doesn't have that. All right. Yeah, fuck their coach. Uh, <laughs> best score music, Death Stranding. Uh, best community support, Destiny 2. Game of the year. Which, which, let's talk about that for a second. Best community support, Destiny 2. I just, like, who would have thought, you know? Who would have thought? I don't know if anybody I uh, really agreed with that award, but I couldn't really find a, somebody that stood out in that category either. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I I don't know. Like, that's... When it comes to online games, rarely... Do you have a fan base ravenously being like this place is like has the greatest support or whatever? But it's interesting that out of all those Destiny Two one, when you know a year, two years ago, three years ago, whatever, you know, you could never imagine them winning that category, right? And then even after this year, they broke away. Then the delayed shadow, you know, there was still a lot of delays. People I in that subreddit have called them out for certain predatory microtransaction things. Mm-hmm. You know, like. All right. Well, still going good, apparently, though. And finally, game of the year, uh, which was a pleasant surprise, I think, for me. It was, was a it, pleasant was it surprise. A, was it a surprise? I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess based on what we were projecting. Based on was, my expectations, it was a surprise. Was that my game of the year? Was that my prediction? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we did. We kind of did the uh, what we think will win, and then it was what either that we or would. I thought I said Resident Evil. I'd have to listen to it back, but I. It was definitely it was in the top three out of the five in my sorting. So uh, game of the year, uh, I'll just run through the nominees for that real quick. Was Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, and The Outer Worlds. And the winner was Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. It was really good to see that game get its Good old due. From Software. Yeah. They uh, can't seem to make a bad game, which I just jinxed them. So whatever they make next is going to be fucking terrible. Matt's glorious curse. But yeah, no, it uh, it was yeah, it was a it was a good show. Kind of is a curse though. When I start to think highly of a developer, you know, Bioware's a good point. Bungie's a good one too. I'm so happy we don't like the same things. I know, right? You better watch out. I'm going to start liking like Blizzard or like... Matt starts liking Football Manager. Yeah, like, the, oh! whoever makes Football Manager. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, a, it was a good show. And now it's it's one of those before, right, where we had the VGAs and everything on Spike TV and all that stuff. Yeah. And all the her, horribleness that was those. And now we get to this point and it's like there are, there are two times other than the guaranteed week every... Uh, guaranteed day every week that I'm going to see Matt. But there's the two times where we know... Hey, what are we doing to watch this? It's Star Wars. Or sorry, there's three. Star Wars, Game Awards, and E3 are like the three times we're going to guarantee if there's an event like that. We're gonna be, all right, where are we watching this? Gamescom stuff, we're not going to watch. Dice stuff, we're not going to watch. Yeah. Like the Dice Awards are great, but we're not going to watch them. 
It's going to be the Game Awards, E3, and then just like Star Wars is the fan thing that we do. But mm-hmm. game-wise, those are the two that are going to sit us down to watch them. Where before, you're kind of like, all right, Game Awards, eh, I could miss them. I'm not really that worried. Yeah. But now that with, like, like you wrote in the beginning, with him trying to poach, not really poach, but him trying to give people a, a real reason to watch with all these announcements and everything like that, there's a lot that gets said there that if you're missing it, yeah. For if you're us and you're missing it, it's probably not a good thing because we want to be on top of things like that. Mm-hmm. But it definitely gives you a reason to watch, even if you're just even if you don't give a shit who wins. You're gonna get news at this time, which is there's a few people I talked to who didn't watch them, and I was like, "Oh, did you hear about all the stuff that was announced at the Game Awards?" And they're like, "No." And then I ran through the list, right? And they're like, "You know, they were surprised. They're like, oh shit, all that at at the Game Awards.'" And I was like, "Yeah, and like it's yeah, it's not." It no longer is the who gives a shit. It's yeah. getting to the we have our stuff in June we need to watch. We have our stuff in December we need to watch. What is normally a quiet month of no news. Keely has now been like, PSX killed it. Now, me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff uh, Keely killed PSX, confirmed. Sounds good. I'll, I'll buy it. Uh, so do, do you care to talk about any of these? I just threw them in there for shits and We'll games. wrap it up real quick. We'll wrap it up with that. It'll be a good quick ending. I say an hour and 37 minutes into this. Uh, so movie number six for the stories are just going to be movie trailers and crap. Uh, some trailers that came out this week or uh, apparently way before, but Nate didn't see them. So the final trailer came out. Uh, the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Thoughts on that one? Uh, it, it looked interesting. Uh, you know, uh, I think all the Ghostbuster fans really enjoyed it. It seems like, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think every Ghostbusters fan is happy to see it happening kind of, but I think both of our scares were like, we need to not stranger things, everything. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm intrigued, but I'm not like, woo. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to get to the theater. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be something I go to go and see, but yeah, I'm happy for the people who are excited for it. Right, right, right. I'm not going to try to take anything away from them. Yet. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman 1984. I really liked uh, Chris Pine as uh, with the fanny pack and like the, yeah. the, wind, the windbreaker suit thing going on there. I really enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. I have never seen it. You've never seen... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen most of the DC movies. Listen, for the fo- for the most part, that's fair. But you should watch Wonder Woman. Yeah. It's the best one of all of them. I just can't like stand after to... after the Dark Knight series when they started this new like run. I just can't stand to look at Gal Gadot that much. She's, she's Bullshit. Just too. She's too perfect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I say... just can't handle that level. You know, like in the Lord of the Rings, like. You know, in the first age of Lord of the Rings, when you had the elves and the orcs, and like the elves were so pure that if they looked at an orc, the orc would just, just like spontaneously combust. So you're worried that I'm, a, I'm afraid that if I look at Gal Gadot, I might bust. Combust. <laughs> oh, just bust. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the first one was actually really good. I I thought anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, I, I remember Pine all the reviews good. and everything. Gal Gadot was great. Like the the story was kind of cool. Of like the not not the I mean you have a story, but like the the whole Amazonian like planet or mm-hmm. you know all that. It was all pretty cool. I was yeah. about it. 
uh, free guy, Ryan Reynolds, is trapped in what looks like a VR slash AR GTA. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious. Uh, looks like it could be a fun, fun movie. Yeah. It looks like Wreck-It Ralph for adults. I don't know if that's... I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of got that slight vibe to it. And even though it's on Disney... It was a really weird trailer because it's on Disney. It's a Disney movie. And it starts with... Uh, from the careers of Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and the Lion King? Or something? Twice was mm-hmm. the kick. And then it runs through the trailer. And then at one point, she... Uh, jumps on top of the motorcycle and she's like is that a was a Glock yeah is that a Glock is that a Glock and he's like what no 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 and she gives him a look and he's like it's two Glocks and you're like are they really making dick jokes in the Disney movie okay I don't know anymore I don't know this world (laughs) what is life Uh, also another Ryan Reynolds movie Six Underground Ryan Reynolds Michael Bay yeah, what else? Netflix. Yeah, there you go. That's the three things you need to know. Right there, bam. You should watch it. And <laughs> this is a random statement because so I put this in the in the doc and it basically just says Netflix is really pushing the Witcher series out on the 20th. And cuz we came across that like, you know, it was Henry Cavill drinking the whiskey, reading, reading the first chapter of the first book yeah. of the Witcher, I believe. There's been multiple videos released after that, that's like close up, like focusing on like different aspects of the Witcher. And I'm like, they had an interview with the author. They had, um, they were focusing on one of the ladies there. I don't know which one. I can't Yennefer. remember. And I was just like, oh man, they're really Yennefer. like, it's probably Yennefer. Pro- I don't know. They're like Yennefer or Siri. I'm sure it's Yennefer. Uh, it's the younger one. Siri. Fuck me. I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're really, they're really focusing on it. They're really pushing it. So they must have some faith in it. Or they don't. That that it's two different things. They're either worried, so they're trying to pump it up they as already, much as they can. They already greenlit it for another season. That's not what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> I'm saying Netflix has enough money they could greenlit it for another season and not lose anything. But I'm saying they could be either they're either pumping it because they're really liking it or because they're like, We're not really hearing as much as we want to about this. Drum it up, drum it up, burn those demons, burn those <laughs> demons. Witcher, Witcher, which would never happen in the movie, but yeah, or show, I guess. So yeah, it was a it was a jam packed week in news, and we spent an hour talking about it. We did, and I drank a Red Bull and three bottles of water, and I really have to pee. All right, so on that note, we're gonna go let Matt empty his bladder, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.